Do you know that there are approximately 2.9 million organic farmers worldwide? Now, the organic food market in the United States was worth about $55.1 billion in 2019. That's a crazy amount of numbers. Now, 30% of farmers worldwide are actually women. <laughs> who do who would have thought about that women farm operators have increased about 20 percent from 2002 and more than 75 percent of women farm operators are owners of their land now one more fun fact again over 30 percent of food grown is never eaten that's true this is something you never knew about farming Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode on your favorite web free podcast Inside the Hive and I'm your host Feezy. Welcome to our big episode 53 and if this is your first time listening or if this is your first time joining us on the Hive, I want to welcome you to the Hive family. Do well to check out some other exciting episodes after listening to this one and if this is your regular listener or if you are a regular listener, sorry, thank you guys for always supporting Feezy. Now, coming down to today's episode, today's episode is a very, very insightful one. To be honest, I learned quite a lot from our guest. But just before I go straight into the topic of today, I would love you guys to give us a follow on the Spotify app. And also, do remember to give us a five-star rating just after listening to this podcast. Now, coming down to today's episode, today's episode is titled Empowering Farmers and Agricultural through decentralization the fame revolution and i'm going to be joined by the ceo of fame Bila, and we're going to be going on an exclusive dive about what fame is actually trying to do and this is this is very very interesting to be honest fame is trying to bring transparency to agriculture and also transparency to food production and this is something i've not really seen in the blockchain technology because blockchain we, we the only project we get to see in blockchain is just like you know defy Talking, nothing um, really, really related to like, um, how would I put it? Real life um, stuff and agriculture and decentralization. Hmm. This is a very exciting one. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after this short break. And just after this short break, guys, I've got a contest coming up. So stay tuned and don't go nowhere. Hey guys, and a huge welcome back from that short break. And just like I said, guys, we're going to be joined by the CEO, also the founder of Fame, and he's Bilal. Um, Bilal, glad having you come speak on my podcast. How are you today, brother? I'm doing very nice, my brother. Thank you very much for your invitation. When Siwoo proposed it to me, I was very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, he shout out to Siwo, guys. He made this podcast possible by linking me with Bilal. And I'm really, really excited connecting with guys like this in the space. So, guys, on today's episode, we're going to be exploring what fame really is all about. You know, to be honest, first time I'm getting to see a project that's way, way different from all the whole DeFi protocols, you know, everything we get to see in the DeFi space. This is more related to the agricultural sector. 
And I'm sure it's going to be an exciting one. But just before we get started, I would love us to know more about our guest, Bilal. So Bilal, if you could please do a little bit introduction about yourself and, you know, how you got into this crypto circle. And yeah. Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. So basically, I've been a philosophy teacher since uh, 2007, from 2007 to 2021, so 14 years of teaching philosophy in France and in Australia. Mm. And I was very, always very interested into like social impact in general. Uh, for instance, I've been teaching philosophy in prison, uh, in Paris and around Paris in three different prisons. And I, I was always very excited to, to, to see how we can have uh, at our level uh, an impact on society. Okay. And during my philosophy studies and, and teaching, I was very interested in to the subject of inequality and trying to understand what is the root cause of inequality and poverty. Okay. And that's what drove me to, to blockchain because, of course, money and finance, it's a huge reason why we have such discrepancy in terms of equality around the world. Okay. So that was how you got into crypto? Yeah, in Australia, um, precisely. Um, I knew about blockchain and Bitcoin before, in 2013, I think, the first, uh, my first, first um, discovery of Bitcoin. But uh, it's in Australia where, where where I really went uh, deeper into the question on how blockchain could, uh, like this Internet of Value, could change yeah. um, the game uh, at a global scale, and and that's where I discovered. Uh, more uh, advanced blockchain like uh, at the first time it was xrp then vchain and then i discovered algorand and then i realized oh we can do something on top of algorand that can scale uh, for humanity to have a chance and more opportunities wow that's that's quite interesting now if i'll go back to what you said earlier you said you're a professor if i'm correct yeah so what do you uh, teach yeah i used to teach philosophy in the French system, so I'm a certified philosopher in the French system, and I was uh, in a detachment in Australia for four years. Wow, wow, wow! You, you, you're a top professional. <laughs> how am I going to say? It? So, how long have you been like in the educational system? Uh, yeah, fourteen years. Um, I studied philosophy in two thousand one, mm -hmm. and uh, then I finished my master degree. And I and I became a teacher in 2007. Wow, that's quite interesting. I'm sure most people out there do you know like Bilal is a professor, professor of philosophy. I think my junior brother is studying um, philosophy in school, and I can't wait to see him. <laughs> there are some questions I want to oh, ask. Oh, you studied philosophy in school? No, no. I mean, my 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 younger brother is studying philosophy right now in school. Oh, great. Yeah, but I'm glad getting to like know more about you now. I want to ask you one question right now, and this is way out of crypto. So what really are you most grateful for currently in your life right now? Why am I the most grateful for? Yeah, what really are you most grateful for? Wow, that's a great question. I think, you know, um, uh, gratefulness should be, should be happening every day, like uh, every little action, okay. even just to see, just to hear, to feel the touch of things around us, to we should be grateful for everything that is happening around us because one of the biggest problems in our lives is that our our senses and our perception is not uh, fully activated. And when we activate our, all our senses, 
and sensory uh, like senses, we really get into a, a higher level and a deeper connection to the surroundings. So I'm grateful for everything, <laughs> the lights, <laughs> the sunlight, and to talk to you, like to hear voices and gratefulness should be happening at the micro level, I would say. Well, a different perspective. But are you currently married or are you single right now? No, I'm 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 in a, a relationship for, and uh, yeah, maybe I will get married. Hopefully, I will see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's going to yeah, she's going to listen to this episode below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows. Okay, now let's come down to what you're building with film right now. Could you like give us an overview of what sure. really film is all about? Yeah, fame is about two things. Okay. Food transparency. Okay. And financial inclusion. That's it. That's just food transparency and financial inclusion. How do you mean yeah. by food transparency? Food transparency is very simple. Is I want to know who produces my food. And mm-hmm. I know I want to know how it was produced. That's why the social app fame is a social marketplace. That's why we made it a social network because we want to be connected to the farmers to get to know how he grow his plants, his crops, and who is he, who he is to be grateful to him. Actually, you were asking about gratefulness. We should be grateful to the people who produce our food. Okay. So you want to know who produces your food and um, what, the, what was the other part you mentioned? Sorry. And also how, like who and how. Okay, you and how. And that's why you created fame. What really was the idea that brought about fame? Was it like you had some kind of food poisoning or what? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's, it's, it's kind of like crazy, man. Like you come into the FI and you say you want to know food poisoning. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, like uh, not food poisoning, but you know, like it all started with my friend Kingsley. Uh, I when I, I launched the fame token, it's it started with the fame token, and I wanted to give a new perspective on crypto by creating an ethical crypto. So fame was based on ethical principles, so it was distributed evenly to all the community, okay. and people could earn them by doing good things. And one of the one of the participants of the challenge for food security decided to create his own farm. To, to grow tomato to give to his village because people around him were uh, suffering a lot from hunger and access to food and quality food. So he won the challenge. He won the fame challenge. And that's how I discovered this whole world of agriculture because I was in touch with him and he was explaining me all, all the troubles he had to, to, to build this farm. And then when he created this farm, he didn't know how to promote his products. And that's how the idea of fame started. It started organically from this uh, ethical contest. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Now, when you were trying to like, um, let's say, when you were trying to start up fame, was your um, who was your like target audience? Was it Africa or the whole the whole agricultural sector in the whole world? Yeah, that's my my target was just Kingsley. Like how. Could I help one farmer in Akure? That's that was my own focus. So we built the whole app based on his requirement at the beginning, and then we started to have a bigger farmers community on Telegram, yeah. WhatsApp, 
Okay. And we started to have weekly meetings to learn from them what they really need on the ground. And we, we started iterating, uh, building the app in 2021, and wow. we've improved it uh, until today. Wow, that's interesting. But would you guys say you people are actually VC funded or has there been any kind of funding for your team or what? Yeah, we got a grant from the Algorand Foundation in 2020, like last year. But before that, I was just self-funding. So I resigned as a philosophy teacher and I just put all my savings into this project. Whoa, whoa. You mean you resigned your job as a philosophy teacher to yeah. go straight up into fame? What exactly. gave you that conviction? What really gave you that conviction? Yeah, you know, like philosophy, I spent 20 years studying uh, what's wrong with the world. Mm. And now I want to take action and try mm. to propose a solution instead of just complaining and understanding. So going from fair, like understanding to action mm. is key. And I think we should all try to find a way to put our thoughts into action. So that's basically why I I decided to go all in into this project. Uh, when you were going all in, was your family like in support of you going all in? Like they were like, hey, Bilal, you know, people would be like, don't do that, bro. Yeah, no, like to be honest, uh, my mother didn't go to school, so she never really understood what was philosophy. And uh, she was very suspicious about it. But when I told her it's related to agriculture, she was actually more supportive <laughs> because she understood what it was uh, agriculture. And uh, and she supports me, but I never really ask for the support of anyone because, you know, like we cannot rely on ev everyone else to support us. We need to be our, our first supporter because especially in those risky adventures, we take a lot of risk and we cannot ask the people to understand why we take this risk. Like, but my mother supports me. Yeah. You know, that is, it's really, really interesting when you have someone in the family who really supports you. Like for me, my dad supports me with my podcasting. Uh, you know, that's like a very, very big boost when you have people back at home who are really supporting you. Uh, you said you guys actually got fund from the Agoranda um, Foundation. How much was that? Like, I cannot disclose the precise amount, but it was enough to work for two years. Ooh, that was... Okay, not bad, man. Guys, he doesn't want to tell us how much he got, but it's quite understandable. Some stuff really are confidential, so yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I cannot reveal the amount, but it's public, actually. It was made public uh, on, the, on the report, the transparency report of our grand foundation. Actually, no, you can you can check it. You can you just need to read the transparency report okay. of the Algorand Foundation and they decided to make all grants public. So I am on the list. Uh, it's called AlgoFame and you okay. will see the amount on the transparency report. It's actually the only blockchain project that shares those kind of information because most of blockchain, they give grants, but they never tell the community to not scare them about uh, the price of the token to go down. <laughs> okay okay so the grants are actually being paid out like in um the blockchain native token right yeah exactly oh, okay 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 so coming down to the team at fame it feels like you guys have been building since 2021 how many currently are you guys on the team right now 
So I went to Nigeria, you know, to meet Kingsley, to work on the farm, and also to meet the team and to recruit the team in 2021. Ooh. So my core team is Nigerian. So we have Razak. We have Pichar. Like in, in the order, like the first one was Pichar's. Uh, the second one was Razak. The third one is Samuel. And those are really my 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 really my my real brothers working mm. every every time of the day uh, for for farmers in Nigeria and around the world, and those are I consider my core team. And then we also have like community managers. <clears throat> we have Batley based in uh, Abuja. She is in touch with uh, different cooperatives to get farmers into the app. And, uh, and also consumers, because it's not only about farmers, it's also about the people in general, because everybody can have access to financial services in a very easy way to make DeFi easier to, to use. And we have a designer from London, uh, Chris. Okay. We have um, Lauren from Boston. She's working with the food pantries in the U.S. to help the people get access to food and to know where they can get free food or cheap food. When they, when they don't have uh, a home or a place to cook. We have uh, Christina working for supply chain from Germany and Austria. She has been working with supermarkets for 25 years. She has been doing logistics uh, around the world um, for 20 years. And uh, now she's actually in Asia to visit our farmers in, in, uh, in Thailand, in Chiang Mai. And uh, the team is growing. We are all passionate, but uh, my 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 dream is to to go even further and to target really the biggest countries in the world, like Nigeria, uh, India, Indonesia, uh, based on demographics. Okay, I have to give kudos once again to the founder of Fame, because ever since I've been recording my podcast. Um, this is like the first project I have Nigerians on the core team, like main Nigerians that train like like the forefront of a project. And that's big good news about we blacks, wherever we go, web three. Kudos to the your your guys in the team that are repping us well. And I just want to ask um Bilal, um, are you guys hiring currently right now? Yeah, can I just add something about what you just said? Because this is very important, you know, like mm. Most mm. of Web3 projects are built, like mm. a lot of them are built by Nigerians. But because of some kind of racism, they are not put up front. I know many developers from Nigeria that have built a lot of projects that you see in different blockchains. And the, the, the C-level team don't want to put them up front because they are afraid to be slowed down into their fundraising and and i experienced it myself like when i when the 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 vcs ask who is your team they are not so impressed when they see nigerians because for them they still have some stereotypes in their mind okay very few vcs really are open-minded and smart enough and wise enough to understand that nigeria is the future of web3 because most of the developers are there so that's a really really important point we need to fight to make Nigerian developers more represented in different projects. And we need to ask who is the team, as you said, as you asked me, I'm glad you asked because uh, we need to be transparent and we need to be proud of our developers, of our Nigerian developers. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I think it's it's not it's not transparent enough and there is still some kind of 
racism based on stereotypes about the Nigerian prince, etc. You know. Yeah, that's that's really true. I am really really excited you made mention about this because a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was speaking with a few of my friends. Uh, no offenses though, like you said, I said I still feel there's some bit of you know some racism in the web three space. But in as much as we are trying to promote a borderless um network across Africa and the whole world, there's still a little feel and still a little touch of racism. But we are going to get over it. To be honest, I've had my share about it as well. When people ask me where I'm from and I think I'm Nigerian, and you know, it literally pulls them down, and they don't really get to like see the full potentials in me. And that does not mean I stop identifying as a Nigerian. I've had people who came on my podcast who literally had no idea I was in Nigeria. And they were like, oh, Nigerians are really killing it in the space. And I'm like, oh, I'm from Nigeria. But like, oh, I had no idea. But that's one of the stuff we get to like face um, right here in the Web3 space. But like I said as well, we are going to overcome it. Um, yeah, definitely. And also to add on this, you know, like the, the, the Web3 space has a lot of bigotry in general. Like we need to face those kind of problems as well at the same time as we are building we need to show that we are proud to be African, Nigerian, or Moroccan, or Arab, or whatever, to 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 show that the new world is not doesn't carry with it like this kind of bigotry for the future. Yeah, that's that's totally true. That's totally true. Now, I wanted to like ask again: Why did you actually choose to build fame on the Agorand blockchain? Like, I know there's the Ethereum blockchain, there's Avalanche, there's Solana, there's Tezos, there's Cosmos. Why did you choose to build it on Algorand? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, like uh, I always had the global scale in mind and uh, and Africa in mind, uh, even before getting interested in blockchain. Like the number one criteria is the uh, the the cost of the fees. You know, okay. low fees, high speed is important, especially in Africa because the margin for the farmer is very small. Uh, when you try like let's say 50k on on uniswap if you have to pay 50 dollars for the transaction it's fine but if you try it for two dollars and you need a transaction to go on uh, quickly on the marketplace like for fame yeah. you need a fast cheap blockchain and that's what algorand has been doing for four years so, so for me it was obvious that it it must be on algorand because no other blockchain is really reliable especially the settlement time like on algorand you you are 100% certain that the transaction will go through, which doesn't <laughs> happen with any of the blockchain. I have an objection to that. We have Avalanche. Avalanche has like a very crazy speed, transaction yeah. speed, to be honest. Do you have some uh, transaction that revert? No, there's no way. You don't Never get that. Never ever happened on Avalanche. Never happened. You know? never ever happen on avalanche and it's totally true you know when you want to make something quite um easily accessible to like the whole masses it's it's yeah. quite normal for you to pick a chain that has fast transaction network and also low gas fees because yeah. <laughs> i've had my shares with the ethereum network even though yeah. ethereum is like the mother of defi i feel like Fuel transactions and high gas fuels tend to limit people's participations in activities going down on the Ethereum chain. It's for the rich. Come on, let's say it. <laughs> like Ethereum <laughs> is for the rich guys. You know? Okay, okay, guys, you heard it. You said it's for the rich. I didn't need to say anything again. It's literally like a chain for the rich. And yeah. but how's the support been from the Agrarian Foundation? I, I I'm not really based there. So how's it been for you? 
So the Algorand Foundation uh, has been through different uh, phases, like different teams, mm-hmm. depend on the team. But uh, I've been very close to them because I was one of the first ambassadors uh, of Algorand when it was launching in 2019. So mm-hmm. I know most of the team. So the support for me was like tremendously good. And uh, they still support me. Like I'm going to India uh, at the end of this month in Delhi to talk to, to talk to be uh, like as a speaker there uh, on the panel on social impact. And um, yeah, I cannot complain. Uh, in my opinion, the Algorand Foundation is the most uh, transparent and uh, and work with the maximum integrity in the space. So I'm very proud to to be associated with them. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah, the support was amazing. Actually, I don't know much about the other foundations and other blockchains because <laughs> I never talked to them. Just a few <laughs> of them. It was very superficial. <laughs> so if you are given another chance again to build fame, you will pick Algorand as the chain. Oh for- yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Especially now that, like, there are many things coming for Algorand. And, um, you know, you know, maybe you know who is building on Algorand, but we have quite big names, you know, like the FIFA and bank, like the Bank of Italia and other projects that, that have done their homework on what is the future of finance based on. And I think it's, it will happen on Algorand. I don't know much about AVAX, to be honest. Like, how how, how much are the fees? Like, do you have an idea of the the, the fees per transaction? Uh, fees or uh, um, Avalanche are way way uh, cheap, to be honest. Like, it's way cheap. Give me a minute. Let me check it right now on my PC. Thanks. So, guys, we're checking Avalanche. Yeah, Avalanche has like it's. I think 0.0001, speed of like more than 0.1 cents when you pay for gas fees on Avalanche, regardless of the amount of transactions. Avalanche has a very crazy transfer speed. There's nothing like delayed speed, to be honest. If you want, I could send you a couple of Avalanche NFTs so you could like check out the ecosystem as well. You know, I'll be glad having you on board someday. Yeah, Avalanche, I need to check it. Uh... But so uh, is is a swap transaction uh, as fast as a normal transaction on Avalanche? Yeah, it's it is. You could try out uh, mm-hmm. Trader Joe, or you could try out Vapor Dex, and mm-hmm. you know just try out and see how the transaction really is. It's crazy and it's really really fast to be honest. So, but you know there are other things to take into consideration. You know because the future is coming fast, like the quantum resistance, uh, those kind of things will be important in the future, and uh, and um, those kind of things that Algorand uh, provides. You know, like being quantum resistant will be meaningful in five years. So if you don't want to change chains every year, you need to build uh, on the blockchain that really guarantees a long time future. Okay, and that's also part of the reasoning. You know. I really wish I could like you know argue more about Avalanche. I get to prove why Avalanche is a chain you could build on right now. But then I really don't have time for questions I want to like ask you. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I would drag you here. Like I would give you facts. Yeah, like, sure. And talk about it. Okay. Okay. We'll hop on another call and I could give you reasons why you could check out Avalanche. So um coming to fame, I feel like I read about um on your website, you guys aim to like, you know. Um, direct peer-to-peer transactions on the Algorand blockchain for both farmers and consumers. What really are the benefits for this act? Like, you know, you say you want to 
direct peer-to-peer transactions. What you need in farmers or also consumers tend to benefit from this. Yeah, the idea of fame is to try to win where banks and centralized exchange had troubles because we can have a peer-to-peer connection, a peer-to-peer transaction, sorry, from farmers to consumers and vice versa directly from the chat without understanding what is blockchain and getting into this whole like rabbit hole of crypto. So the idea is to have on on the on the app a very easy user interface that looks a little bit like Facebook or Instagram. Okay. But when you want to transact, you get, just go to the chat and you send what you need to pay and you get paid what you need to get paid uh, directly from the chat to make the experience very easy without having you to learn all about blockchain and etc. And no need for for centralized exchanges. Well, are they, is there not some kind of barriers to this um, peer-to-peer transaction? Yeah, we try to make it as easy as possible. I don't know if you have, do you have the Fame app on your on your phone? Okay, uh, I was supposed to download that app before hopping on this podcast, to be honest, but it slipped my mind. Okay, no problem. Yeah, if you download the app, uh, I can send you a transfer. I can send you any amount of USDC, Algo, Fame, USDT in three seconds directly from the chat. And the user don't need to understand how blockchain, etc. works. They just need to see that the money is transferred uh, fast and uh, easily. And then we are we will, we are going to add not only the transfer in the chat, but also the savings account. So when the farmer can sell, let's say, $10 of tomatoes, he can just put the $10 into a savings account in one click and get the passive income very easily. And then when he has a savings account, this is a kind of collateral where he can borrow afterwards whenever he wants small amounts based on the collateral, like 70% of the collateral. Mm-hmm. So we make like financial services accessible to all users in a very easy way. That's the goal, financial inclusion. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask, in trying to make transactions like this, is it just um, limited to some kind of state? Because I want to see if someone from Nigeria can sell goods to someone in Ghana or someone to India. Is it, yeah. is, is it possible? Of course. Like the, the transactions are uh, international. Even your family in the US can send you any amount of USDC. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really talking about sending USDC. I'm talking about sending real-life farm oh, products. Oh, that's another question. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We cannot guarantee the, the supply chain because it's a lot of work. Each, okay. each supply chain, each route has to be built from, from the start. Mm-hmm. If we want to make it transparent on the blockchain, so that's a very big endeavor, but we are committed to do that. The idea for the, at the beginning it to be focused on the local local communities like like the open market. You know when you go to the open market, yeah. Like, what if what if every merchant had just a QR code and you could just pay them? Or what if they are on the Fame app and you can just pay in advance before going to the market, pick up your bags, or you go to the farm to pick up the products? The idea is to build like uh, short distance resilient markets where everyone knows the farmer, goes by the food from there, and have this um, actually local ecosystem grow. Because I think the word, like wealth, is built from the bottom up, not from the top down, as people think. So if we can make those communities around the farmer stronger, 
because he's the one providing food. He's the one employing the youth to work. If we all focus on him, we can build wealth at a very small level. And that's what I'm trying to do. But if farmers come together and build cooperatives, build their own treasury management, like what we're doing with the Fame DAO, yeah. if they can get the product together and they are ready to send large quantities, that's where Christina comes into play. Christina, her job is to help them get into the bigger markets like in the Europe and the, and the US where she already sells large quantities. Wow. Wow. That's that's really, really exciting. Now, you made mention about um, the Fame DAO and I was about asking you a question about it. Now, how really does the DAO works and what impact does it have on project direction and let's say um, resource allocation as well? How really does the DAO work? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Uh, it's actually live for like, I think, less than a week. Mm. So I'm very excited about it. It's um, If you go to algofame.org slash DAO, you will see the page. Um, so the DAO is now for the Fame token. So it's the global DAO. So the seven or 8,000 people that have hold Fame token can participate. It's very easy. The first quality of a DAO is to be easy to use. There are five functions on the DAO. You can buy the token to participate. You can stake. And when you stake, you're part of the community, which means you can put proposal. And actually today is a very special day because it it is crazy, but it is the first day that anyone who has fame can stake and put any proposal and to withdraw fame or algo to his wallet. And that's how it went. Let me try to get this really straight now. Like, <laughs> Go to the website. Maybe you will put the first proposal. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying like, if I'm a member of the DAO, I could put yeah. up a proposal to yeah. withdraw a certain amount of fame to my yeah. wallet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what really do I, what, what's the amount of yes or what's the amount of approval I need? It has to be the majority of the stakers. To beat, to, to beat majority of the stakers. Yeah. If you convince the majority of the staker that, um, you, that you will do good with the money and they agree with that, you receive the money automatically at the end of the week. Whoa! Okay, this is really, really exciting, guys. <laughs> this is yeah. You can try. You can go to the page. Like now, it's free. Like I don't know why nobody put a proposal yet. Like because the last vote ended this uh, tonight, so now it's open for proposal. So it's a small window between two proposals. Like this proposal. Like let's say you put a proposal to withdraw fame right now. Okay. So you will withdraw fame. You will ask, you can ask up to 10% of the treasury, which is 150 fame. And each fame is around $4 now. So you put a proposal to withdraw 150 fame for whatever reason. You explain yourself. You, you have to be convincing. And the community has one week to vote yes or no. And you can track the voting during the whole week. At the end of the week, if the yes wins, you get the money. So as of 150 fame, I can get only 10%, right? No, 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 no. Now there is 1,500 fame in the treasury. 
Okay. And the maximum withdrawal amount is 10%, so which is 150 Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so when when the when you run out of the thousand um fame, do you get to reimburse it? And there's also going to be another proposal, like people could put some proposals again. Is no, it that's to that like- up to you. That's up to you. If your proposal is okay, I will I will borrow 150 fame to buy something to make a business and I will reimburse in one year and people trust you, okay, they will they will let you live with the money. <laughs> okay okay that 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 was really really uh, a very very good move to be honest i i'm going to try and check it out i'm also trying to <laughs> try and do that, it, yeah. do that i don't know if the Agoran community is going to accept what i'm going to be maybe i'll just put it like Mr. You need to, to build a campaign you know to convince all the fame holders that uh <laughs> that you will do good with the money and uh and maybe they will accept it can be for a loan it can also be for a donation, like if you said like you want to help this family and you can put the link in the description and uh, people agree to help them with like 50 fame or whatever, maybe your your vote will pass. Oh, I, I if I was to put out a proposal, to be honest, it should be in preaching more about uh, DeFi. Uh, to... Sorry, can you say that again? I said if I was to put um up a proposal, it's going to be more about preaching more about DeFi and you know decentralized finance to school students in secondary mm-hmm. schools and also like in junior high schools as well, because that's one of the things we my brand inside the hive it's trying to do this quarter four, mm-hmm. you know, between November and December. But that'll be a story for another time, by the way. <laughs> That's uh, if you if you if you write it in a convincing way, if you explain yourself like maybe maybe it will pass, maybe the community will will let uh, 50 fame go to you to to educate the youth about DeFi. Wow. I don't know. I, I have no control. Like I don't vote, so only the fame holders vote, but I don't vote because I have I had more fame from the first vote. The first vote of the DAO was about how much fame should I get out of the 10,000 fame and the community in 200, 400, and 600 fame. Uh, they decided for 600, so I get 600, which is a lot. So I don't up to me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like a lot, but then <laughs> I, I love I love how you structure your DAO, to be honest. Like, it's... It's really it's interesting. Simple. Like, you know, it's simple and it's more like an interesting process for people who want to be like, okay, yeah, I love this DAO. You know, some other DAOs, they make it kind of like complex. Yeah. Are, you make it so <laughs> complex for you to fulfill your obligation as a member. But this is way, way easy. And like I said, guys, I'm definitely checking it out. Now, we'll be going on a very short break, guys. We'll be going on a short break. And just right back after the short break, I'm going to be um, having as well uh, Bilal. And I'm going to be asking a few more questions about fame and also how they tend to like integrate fame and their products with the outside world out there. Don't go nowhere, guys. We'll be right back.
So guys, um, welcome back from that short break. And uh, thanks for still staying right here with us. We are on the hive, and this is episode 53. And we have the CEO of Fame, Bilal, and you know, taking a deep dive into what Fame really is all about. And you know, we got to know they got um some grants from the Agaran Foundation and their core teams, uh, you know, guys made up of blacks from Nigeria, my brothers, and they're repping really, really well. And um, Bilal as well. He's more like an Algorand Magzi. He loves the Algorand blockchain and the ecosystem. Um, are you there, Bilal? Uh, I think it was a problem. Okay. Um, I think it was from my end, guys. Really, really sorry. Okay. I couldn't hear you. Okay. i just like to do a little bit to recap, guys. I said we've gotten to know more about Bilal. I also gotten to know more about the Fame Project. I've also gotten to know that they got some funds from the Algorand Foundation. And, you know, they have um, Nigerians who are really on their team. And that's really, really super amazing to hear. Now, I want to ask you, Bilal, could you share us um, some success stories or some success examples of how fame have really, you know, helped accelerating payments between farmers and consumers? I know you made mention of one person earlier on who is Kinsley. Is there any other success story you could share with us? Um, to be honest, as of today, we don't have all the services live. Like we don't have the passive income live. We don't have the lending. So we are still finishing up the lending. And that's where the passive income for all users will come into play. And that will be, I think, the best uh, success story. For now, we just have transactions uh, on chain from the chat. So people transact um uh, among themselves from the chat, but I can't really trace the transactions. Uh, really, it's happening uh, on Algorand, but I don't really follow how much and who gets uh, what kind of amount from anyone. But um, I know that there are some transactions going on. Yeah, I, I was just like asking, like, you know, like, apart from Kingsley, which other, uh, let's say, any farmer you know about that? has really been using fame and you know he's repping fame really really hard maybe in so India. Now we have, yeah we have around uh, 2300 users around the world wow. most of them are in nigeria because wow. we have few farmers and a few clusters of users so i know there is a market uh you can check it on the map you know uh, on the fame app you have the map where you can locate all users and you can see some clusters of users around Nigeria and uh, India, uh, even here in France. Um, but it's difficult for me to really know um, like exactly how much they transacted. But I, I can see the product being listed. So that's exciting because, you know, like the biggest pro one of the biggest problems for farmers, not only in Nigeria, but around the world, is how do you promote your products? Usually what they do in rural areas, you know it better than myself when you take the road. You can see farmers sitting along the road for hours the whole day mm. trying to promote their product. When a car stops, they jump into the car trying to sell it. That's how they get access to cash because most of them are unbanked. And the idea is to give them a digital uh for like a digital market so they can just take pictures of their product and uh, hopefully we have as many users as possible so next time we can just order the product from the car pay from the car and just pick up the goods and not block the road and make everybody happier and remove this friction 
Like I remember in uh, even in Kenya, like we stopped uh, somewhere and all farmers coming around with bananas, avocado, different products to sell mm. it to the cars because that's the only way for them to get access to cash. And uh, which is kind of sad because we spend so much in the banking system and government spends so much money to bank the unbanked. But in reality, is the drivers that bank them by paying them with paper cash uh, on the road where we could do that all in stable coins around the world. Okay, now, but don't you think like, don't you think they have, there's going to be some kind of limitation to using fame? Because you made mention of some people and yeah, it's true. I've experienced it. You know, when I travel on the road, you get to see people whereby there's some kind of traffic, you know, they'll cluster your car, try to sell. And most times I buy because I buy to eat when I'm on the journey and all. Now, do you really think those people will be able to, number one, access uh, a mobile phone, access data as well, and access the fact that they have to put up their market to somewhere or something really new which they don't really know how to go about it or how frequent they are going to be patronized do do you think there's some kind of challenges to getting massive adoption um, with the frame up in in countries let me not just say nigeria that's the the way there is the biggest challenge like mobile phones and internet Mm. coverage and that's also where the biggest opportunity opportunity is because that's an untapped market that is global. Like I, uh, the acceleration of mobile adoption in Africa will double from now to 2025. So I know it's difficult now, phones are expensive, but you know, like those, all those kind of Chinese phones coming, like Android phones coming to the people the price now is as low as $25 or $30. And the youth is craving for mobile phones to get access to education, to internet, to entertainment. And the Fame app is just one app that can do a lot of things because that's where you can sell your product as a farmer, as a young farmer. You can uh, find a job and you can get access to financial services. And most of the time, you know, when you look, when you really look at the at the farmers, you can see some young people watching their phone on the road. And, and I, I was doing that, like I was checking if they had a mobile phone, if they had a smartphone. Yeah. And, and a lot of poor farmers, workers actually have a mobile phone. They're watching videos and they have data to watch video uh, somewhere <laughs> on YouTube, Facebook while sitting in front of their tomatoes the whole day, you know? (laughs) Which is absurd in a sense. But I think this thing will change very quickly. Technology can accelerate very quickly. Prices will go down tremendously fast. And I'm very hopeful and enthusiastic about, especially in Nigeria, because it's a young population that will get digitalized very quickly. And the question is, who will be there? when they would be ready with their first phone. Wow, 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 wow. But before I go into um, the, the question I want to ask right now, I would ask another question. I'll ask two questions as well. Um, would you say fame is moving more into like, or is going to have some kind of tokenization integration like with your products or with your services? Wow, that's a really good question. Like, you know, that that was my dream, like in 2021, to uh-huh. tokenize the farms and to tokenize the stocks. The problem is we are dealing with Africa. Okay. And, and uh, it's the same in Morocco, same in India. 
like to have any kind of real tokenization mm-hmm. like uh, agrotoken is doing in south america which is a great project that's really doing it at a global scale like to have a real tokenization you have you need to have a very solid legal framework where lawyers can really work and auditors can really check the stocks and the property in africa everything like not not in africa in general but most of the time the most impoverished farmers in the world don't have access to this kind of legal services and auditing so i gave up on that dream to tokenize the stocks mm. because of the people who really need financial inclusion usually don't have access to lawyers okay Okay so access to quality law services or stuff yeah. like that was like a barrier or was what you know deterred you from pushing yeah. that aspect Exactly wow. because you need a strong country with a very strong legal framework uh to enforce the tokenization and to have a tokenization that really means something in legal term mm. you know mm. and and that needs to be in richer countries like uh For instance you can do it in Argentina in Brazil South America like in France it, ha- it exists here but when it comes to like um rural areas in Nigeria some of the farmers don't even have the certification of the land you know they don't they can't even prove that it's their land <laughs> because it was given from one generation to another <laughs> so that's 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 kind of the problem we have Yeah, that's true. That's true. That bad way you said they don't have ownership of the lands. You know, it could be a land from your forefathers. <laughs> and why you're using it? Someone just comes and be like, "Oh, I own this land," and there's some kind of land tossu, and it's really yeah. Crazy. And it happened to Kingsley. You know, Kingsley. I told you about uh, about him. His mother uh, has a plot of land. She used to to grow crop all her life, mm. and the neighbors just started to grow their own piece of land, and and this they they took part of her land. From one day to another, and they wow. were battling with the police with the, the 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 I don't know how they call the there is a chief like in the village, and they couldn't get this land back and they lost it forever because wow. they couldn't prove. So that's why we are adding the fame app. We have an NFT vault, okay. so you can take a picture of your certification and save it on IPFS directly from the fame app, and that is very important because the people will be able to prove. Uh, at least they will have a copy of the certificates because digitalization didn't reach those regions and you just need a flood to lose all the proofs you had about your ownership so that's a huge problem wow that's 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 a very solid point to be honest because i know in africa um land tossus are not something you joke with because they come with the police or they go diabolica you know Do some kind of crazy shit to you yeah. so you have to stay really really safe and also the last the other question i was supposed to ask you was how really are you guys marketing fame how really are you guys pushing fame how really are you guys getting people to know more about fame how is the marketing process oh to be honest i don't have enough funds to really push the marketing Now when so, you say enough funds like what kind of funds are you expecting like it will require a lot of funds and I don't have that I'm going into a seed round soon to get the funds to be able to do that and to build events in Nigeria and mm. India and also Indonesia because now we are talking to Indonesian farmers but it requires a lot of funds you know to build a really cool event to have everybody downloading the app to to have like farmers on the stage to 
to talk about what is, what is it to be a farmer today. So today is just from word of mouth. So we just try to communicate about it a little bit on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. We are very, very short on Facebook. Uh, from now, for now, it's just the community, just the friends, the people like people like you. Like, thank you for inviting me because that hopefully uh, the Nigerian community that follows you will download the app to support the farmers and to grow the food transparency and financial inclusion in Nigeria. But I don't have the funds yet to really invest in huge marketing campaign. Okay, okay. Now, when you said you're trying to like raise seed rounds, how really do you want to go about it with seed rounds? Is there going to be some kind of maximum allocation or what's really? Yeah, the seed round has to go for different things. Uh, of course, development, because we need a, a bigger team. Like we, uh, we are working very hard with the team, but uh, you know, like four people cannot change the world. Like hopefully, I wish we could, but we need more, more, more developers, um, and we need a lot of marketing to get to get the people to know that fame already exists, that it's live on Android, on iPhone, that anyone can jump in, and uh, and and support their local farmers and farmers around the world. But that requires a lot of money, to be honest. Like, if we can raise around six hundred k to one million dollars, we can mm. really have a solid global marketing campaign around the world to have thousands of users, hundred thousands of users. Oh, that's some crazy ass money, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's some crazy, crazy money that would make you build and build and build. And possibly we could roll yeah. into the bull run when you guys are building and seem to take a little bit more easier slope for you guys. Because I feel like it's the beer market, so everybody's having a tough time. And, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. quite it's quite normal it's quite normal but this is unrelated though if you guys need some marketing i'm up for i'm up man this is me selling myself guys <laughs> well thank you very much yeah like you know like what i want that's why we 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 welcome the badly to the team we want grassroots people that can really connect to the local communities of farmers and students I had a call actually with Batley this morning. Like we need to get into the universities. Like for instance, when I was in Abuja, I talked to the, the students of the University of Abuja and they were super interested. But the product wasn't live. So it was a bit early. And also we had like uh, in uh, Ibadan, the University of Ibadan, we had a great meeting with the students. Mm. But now we have the live, uh, the app that is live. Mm. And people can transact, people can promote their product, people can look for jobs. Like if I need a summer job, I can just post my availability on the app to get recruited by a local farmer or any other activity. So now it's really usable. So we just need the people to know about it, to download it and to support their their own fellow farmers. Everyone in Nigeria has a farmer in his family anyways, right? <laughs> yeah 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 like most people like majority of people like our forefathers were all you know farmers back then and now it's more like some touch kind of little garden no one wants to go to the farm again everyone wants to eat more yeah but that's the problem you know like sorry to interrupt like this is the biggest problem around the world yeah like when you go to lagos do you live in lagos yeah i live in lagos i was born and brought up in so, lagos so, look, like how many how millions of youth went to Lagos trying to make a fortune, leaving the countryside, thinking they have a future and being deceived in having like a super hard life. Like how many of them, like why don't we make rural areas 
and the countryside cool again, like to make it attractive. And I think fame has also this mission to let the youth think that success is not necessarily associated with the city. You can have success in rural areas. You can build up your country, grow your land, grow your crop, be proud of what you do as a farmer. And I think farmer should be recognized and celebrated. That's why it's fame, you know. To bring fame to farmers is my ultimate goal. Like we need farmers to be famous, to be known, to be superstars, so they can price their product higher. And Mm. for us to know exactly what we are eating, we would be willing to pay a little bit more. That's true. That's that's totally true. Like Lagos is more like a place where people are so dreams of making it or people going that big. Just like the United States, people are so dreams of going to the United States and making it big there. Meanwhile, you could be in your hometown and make it. There's a popular there's a popular Nigerian saying. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it. They say, wait till you they find for Sokoto, they your Shokoto. Now let me translate it in English. What you're looking for in Sokoto is right there in your Shokoto. Shokoto is a Yoruba, yeah. is a Yoruba slang for saying your pocket. What you're looking for in Sokoto state is right there in your um, pocket. If only you wow. could just look deep inside of you, you're going to find it. And that's what most youths are that's facing beautiful. right now. Yeah, yeah. They all that's want beautiful. to go to Lagos because Lagos is like, they tell you, you make it so big, you become so rich. I'm not doubting though. Lagos has less opportunities, but not everybody's meant to be in the city. But that aside, I was going to brought up in Lagos. So I feel Lagos is like, it's it's crowded right now. But I don't even want to talk about it, though. I don't even want to talk about it. Now, I want to You ask, know, for me, for me going to Lagos, it was kind of scary, to be honest. Like, it was why? so crowded, so, like, overwhelming. Like, I was like, shit, like, how can a kid survive in this environment? Like, <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, 15-year-old kid coming from the country. How uh, does he survive like how there is no way like there must be like like geniuses or superheroes to survive in lagos as 15 years old kids damn i'm cracking my ribs right here (laughs) okay honestly it's it's like i was really really shocked by you know even the kids selling the foods and the stuff on the highway you know those kind of things like having injuries because like cars just like this this is insane like i was literally shocked to be honest was was i like was that like your first time in nigeria yeah it was my first time in nigeria yeah so how many times have you been to nigeria again just once honestly only once like I, you know <laughs> like it was kind of it was kind of a lot you know, I, I was with my friends so i never felt like in danger but okay. um I wouldn't go there alone, to be honest. Like, <laughs> was there alone some days, but like, it's, I would recommend that. Like, guys, I, I've seen guys, like young guys with guns in the street. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, in Nigeria? Are you serious? Yeah, in Lagos, yeah. Damn. Like, security guys, like, who knows what certification do they have to carry these kind of guns, you know? Okay, okay, okay. Now, I, I was scared. I was thinking you were talking about like normal residents. Well, if you say security agents, uh, it's more like a usual sites. And yeah, those are one of those stuffs we get to face in Vegas, but it's more like a hustle, buzzle city. So if you're not strong, you literally can't survive in Vegas. Now, yeah. I want to ask, in terms of transparency, 
how really does fame like you know help consumers with insights into the food origins and food productions i know a farmer is putting up his products like on the website on the app and i can buy it through my usdc or some fame token but how do i get to know uh more about the production more about the food origin because you said you wanted to change food transparency yeah that's a good question you know like with fame comes responsibility when you are known you are followed you have a reputation to protect so making the farmers famous will push the community against him to make sure he produce good good quality produce in a good manner and the community will naturally put pressure on him to produce better food. And he it's a social app, so he can publish photos, soon we will add videos, like because the community will be able to ask directly to the primary producer and to follow how the food was grown. For instance, the next harvest, you will be able to follow how the tomatoes of Kingsley were created from the start, from the seed, to your plate, you will be able to follow the whole history of the tomato. So when you eat it, you know that you're eating the history of this food. You know who <laughs> produced it, how you produced it. And that's a very valuable information. And actually, that's luxury. It becomes a luxury food because luxury is all about information. You, We buy luxury things because we know the history of the brand and we trust the creator and we trust his craft and I think that can happen in Nigeria and around the world. Like, you know what's happening in, in Japan? You have luxurious food, luxurious products. Like you can buy a watermelon for $200 because you know everything about this watermelon. And I think this can happen in Africa, in India, in Indonesia, around the world in the future. So the farmer gets paid more. Uh, food becomes a luxury product. The consumer knows everything about the product and we don't need the middleman who take like two-thirds of the of the value. Oh, we didn't talk about that. You know, like supermarkets are killing the people. They are poisoning the, the consumers and they are underpaying the, the primary producers. We can change that with that kind of solution. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. When you say the supermarkets are uh, punishing the consumers, what instance can you give out? Yeah, you know, it's a big problem. In in Senegal, it's a French-African, uh, like the French part, like the Western Africa, which is more francophone, like me, I'm, I'm French. It's, uh, they are like, the guys are fighting. Like, I love it. I love to see that. Honestly, I love it. Like, they're destroying supermarkets because they're completely disrupting the whole market traditions of Senegal and Mali. And the idea is that supermarkets... Their job, I have friend, I have a friend working for uh, as a negotiator for supermarkets. Their job is to let the farmer pay for everything. And the farmers have to provide the crops and being paid like six months later, like that kind of crazy stuff. So they put, put a huge amount of pressure on the farmer. And that's also one of the reasons of the suicide rate in, among farmers around the world. It's one of the highest. They put pressure on them. So they don't have to pay in advance. They pay late, even though they have the most money. And also they mix up all the crops. Like let's say like the grains, they would buy like high quality grain, like 20% of high quality, 70% of, of medium quality and 10% of really shitty quality. And they will mix, mix them up. 
to be able to sell it as a, a category A product at a higher price. So they mix up all kinds of, quality, of qualities of the grains or, or crops, etc., to make a higher profit. So the consumer, he buys a category A food. He doesn't know that it was mixed up with category C food. And that's happening globally around the world. Uh, and also like in terms of like GMOs and all kinds of pesticides or chemicals you can find on, on, the, on, the, on the stock. All those kinds of things are hidden to the consumer. We just eat, but we have no idea what we're eating. Sometimes we are not even eating the right meat, like we, we buy beef, we eat horse and stuff like that, because things are very opaque, and that's where they get their profits from the opacity of the food chain. Wow, that's insane. Now, if stuff like this are going on, what really is the government doing about it? Like, why is It's very difficult. You know, it's very difficult because you pay a low price, so you eat what you deserve. <laughs> like, if you don't pay, you, you won't get the food that you think you are, you're having. That's why organic food markets uh, are growing, where where consumers are more conscious about their food, because like literally, like to sell to Europe is quite difficult for mm. conventional. For organic food, is a bit even more difficult, because we have this kind of trace system. It's called trace by the European Union, where you can really make sure that the food is um, like protected, like a like scientifically verified that there is not such amount of toxicity. But in the rest of the world, people have no idea what they're eating. Like the toxicity level, even in the US food is so bad, so high. In Nigeria as well, in Morocco as well, in India, in Asia, people get poisoned all the time because there is no regulations to protect the consumers. So yeah. my idea is instead of going through governments and waiting for them, and waiting for agencies to certify the food. My idea is just to build this bond between the consumer and the producer to gain this quality without certifications, just a human-to-human bond that will guarantee we are eating proper food and we are not poisoning our kids. That's totally true. That's really true. Agencies that are supposed to be watching and keeping eyes and trying to just train a blind eye. And it's happening in Nigeria, not just related to food products, related to more like products people consume, products people use on their body. It's really a huge concern and I hate to see stuff like that. But then I love that you choose to do or you choose to be that change without waiting for the government to come. And I'm glad... We cannot wait for the government. You know that better than me. (laughs) So you can't wait for them. We cannot wait for the government. We're going to die before anything changes. That's true. true. I'm really, really happy with what fame is building. And, you know, seeing that it's getting wide use or wide um, access. Now, I wanted to ask, um, if you're a farmer and you want to, you know, start using fame, are there any requirements or what really do you need to provide before you could be able to list your products or... Is it so easy that anyone could just come out and list? Because then yeah, I, I want I, I want I do it for the people to uh, not think twice about it. Like it's the easiest experience possible. Like that's what we try to do. And if it's not easy enough, please DM me on the Fame app. I'm always there, so we make it even easier. So now you just connect with Google or with your email, okay, and you post straight up. You have a plus button. You post your product. You put the quantity, the price. Take a picture like title, description, picture. But, 
So, but then is there no is there no a tendency that someone could post let's say some kind of fake products or what yeah of course there are fake products like if you want to post a fake product of course you can but you know like the payment will not happen before the consumer talk to you because what we want is to get this connection between the consumer and the producer so if there is a consumer for you he will text you so it's his responsibility to check that you are real and the payment will happen only, should happen only if you check your product yourself. We cannot guarantee for now, but we are working on a way to guarantee the professional businesses that register with us to have a special badge for verified businesses that we trust. And hopefully next year we will be able to implement our reputation system, but it's not ready yet. But for now it is human to human. Okay. You can you can post a fake product, but <laughs> the consumer must be aware to talk to the person and to to make sure that he's not buying something that is wrong. Glad, glad that that's quite easy, guys. So if you want to make use of the Fame app, if you want to post a, um, a product, you want to sell your product, your organic product, it has to be organic. Or if you want to buy your organic product as well, fame app is there to help you this is more like you doing everything on chain or you doing everything on the online or on DeFi without you using or making use of physical cash now i have just like a few more minutes before i'm going to let um bila um go and i just ask him a few more questions before we head into our 30 seconds ask me anything question now Bilal, what really has been the challenges with building fame in in so let's say a few sentences what do you say so like everything, you always need finances to start because you cannot uh, make people work for free. So the, the first problem is obviously to get like finances, like the same for farmers, you know, how do you want to grow your, your farm if you don't have access to financial services? It's impossible. So yeah, finances would be number one. Number two is to get to understand what are the problems that farmers are facing, like to get those interviews with farmers. This is the, 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 yeah, the second most important thing. Like you need to listen to your consumers. We've been doing that for two years. So we build the app based on the requirement actually of the farmers. And if any farmer, anyone jump into the same app, please let me know if you want, if you think of a, of a functionality that would be helpful for you. So we can, we can adapt. We are very nimble and we are flexible to build up based on the, the real needs of the people on the ground. So yeah, those are the two finance and and empathy, like listening to the users. I I, lo I love seeing founders <laughs> that are always down to listening to their community. Now, where where really are you guys most active on? Is it Telegram? Is it Discord or where? Yeah, that's a good question because you know, for us, because Fame is our own social app, like we are on Fame, and we invite everyone to jump into the Fame app. It's on Android and iPhone. And we use the other social apps just as a funnel to bring our new community or new kind of community uh, onto the Fame app. We don't need other social apps. To be honest, Fame has all the functional, the main functionalities of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we are adding even more. We are adding all the financial services. So it's a kind of, you know, like super app, you know, like a WeChat in China. So we're basically dedicated to build all important functionalities in one light and simple app that anyone can use. And that is, of course, uh, 
secured and protected from any kind of uh, bad pictures, etc. We have a strong filter to make sure we don't have anything shocking for kids to be able to use it as well. Okay, okay, not bad. Now, before I let you go as well, um, are there any forthcoming partnerships or collaborations that has been going on we should expect? Yeah, actually, we're working uh, like it's accelerating right now, so I'm very excited. Like, what I can share with you is that um, we are soon adding the euro, the euro stablecoin uh, into the same app. That is exciting for the European region. So farmers will be able to get paid and pay in euro. That I can share. Uh, it will be public this week. Um, we are working very closely with UN agencies, uh, the UNPD in Morocco and, um, and in the Middle East as well. Uh, the World Fruit Program, we are in talk. Hopefully it, it accelerates so they can support us and we can um, be present in more countries. Okay. So yeah, those are the, those are the short-term uh, partnership that we're having. Okay, okay, that's that's great. Now it's been a very fun time having Bila. I'm not gonna lie, I've learned more about fame. I got pretty more excited, and as well, I'm going to be trying out their DAO proposal and see if I could get a chance <laughs> yeah. some fame and doing <laughs> some stuff down here in Africa. Now, Bilal, before we go, just like I said earlier, we have an ask me anything question where I guess get to ask you questions outside of crypto, and yeah. uh, you just have to reply with a yes or you know. So are you sure. down? Yeah. So yeah. I have just seven questions or six questions for you. Now, let's go. What's your best food? The best food? <laughs> the best food is couscous like from Morocco. What's couscous? couscous? Oh, you don't know about couscous? I don't know about couscous, man. No, you need to Google it. Like couscous, Google couscous, and uh, you will find the best food ever. <laughs> okay, guys, I just learned something new. Um, couscous. So couscous. what's your best sport? Oh, basketball. I've been playing 25 years basketball uh, in France. So that's my, obviously, my, my favorite sport. Jeez, you don't look like a basketball guy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Basketball player, yeah. Let's play. You'll see. Well, well, next time I go to Lagos, I will play against you one on one. Okay, guys, we have a battle. When I see me now, we're going to play one on one battle in the courtyard. Yeah. <laughs> so, skydiving or scuba diving? Oh, skydiving, definitely. I don't like water so much, to be honest. I don't feel comfortable. I tried and I gave up. I just, uh, I just asked them to get, bring me up there. <laughs> Do you know how to swim? Yeah, I can swim, but you know, like the the mask, like the the complete mask. Uh, yeah, but school, uh, so yeah, with um, yeah, yeah, I don't like to be. I don't feel really safe underwater, to be honest. Okay, okay, a PlayStation or Xbox? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because you know, I mean, I don't know why I, I kept having this uh, this recommendation on YouTube about. Uh, about video games and I see this PlayStation right now it's insanely good like it's impressive like I would say PlayStation but I never I played last time I played PlayStation was in 2002 I think oh, 20 years ago you should try out one now Let, let's whoop your ass on PlayStation bro <laughs> yeah 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 I, I wish I could play like maybe I will maybe I will one day it okay. looks amazingly realistic today it's impressive Okay, so who's your favorite musician? Oh, my favorite musician? Oh, that's a good question. Like, I, I like piano, you know, I like music, classical music, so I, I play piano a little bit. 
So I would say composer like Chopin. Chopin is the to me is the greatest composer ever. Okay. But a musician, I don't listen to pop music. To be honest, I stopped twenty years no. ago. As <laughs> no, 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 no. You could, you could anybody. Classical music is cool music, bro. Any, anybody. Yeah. You could pick yeah, anyone. I think it's the best because you know the lyrics they stick in your mind and you cannot focus yeah. and think about anything else. That's true. Now, where's your favorite country to visit? Actually, Nigeria was a lifetime experience. Like Nigeria was great because also because I knew the people, so I was welcomed in many parts of the country. I would never think I would go like in. Uh, I don't know, like Jalingo. Have you been to Jalingo? No, bro. I've not been to the north. <laughs> <laughs> so Jalingo, Akure, like yeah, John, Akure. Sabuja, like it was amazing. Uh, the experience was incredible. Uh, I... But Tanzania, I must say, Tanzania is it's like a paradise on earth. Like, wow. Tanzania looks like a paradise. Like to me, is the most impressive country on earth. Wow, that's that's really really impressive. Now, before I let you go, just one more question as well. Who's the most funniest member on the team? Oh, the funniest member of the team. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I try. I I think I'm funny, but uh, <laughs> I think P. Charles is funnier. Uh, P. Charles is funnier. I would say P. Charles. P. Charles. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, P. Charles, we know you're the funniest person on the team right now. I would love to see your kind of humor when I get to meet you. He's Stop in Lagos. You can meet him, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, we've come to the end of today's episode. And as always, you could follow me on Twitter at dad underscore techie boy and also follow the podcast page. Bilal, could you give us your social media handle just in case they want to reach out to you? Sure, thank you. It's uh, Bilal.algo on Twitter. So you can just find me on Twitter, Bilal.algo. And, and feel free to DM me. Uh, my DM are open. So I'm always happy to answer questions and to go into conversations. So feel free to DM me, Bilal.algo. Okay, guys. Send Bilal a DM and get on that theme up. Still, I'll come your way next time. Bye-bye.